Hi there, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Krista. Uh, what do you know about DCOMs, Krista? Nothing. I watched uh, High School Musical and, and oh. Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I watched all of them. <laughs> all of them? Yeah, it was like an event in our house. <laughs> so join us for a DCOM deep dive where we're going to watch and review every single one. And break! 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 I feel like every kid in the 90s shouted that when they saw like people doing tricks. Kind of like people in basketball, you know, they would shoot a basketball and yell Kobe. Like I remember <laughs> we had like Heelys and then what was the other one? Soap shoes, I think, that had the grinding plates. And we'd watch people do tricks and be like, oh, Brink! Wow! <laughs> so you're saying that Brink is on the same level as Kobe. Wow. Uh, yeah, at least it was for, like, the kids I was around. That's very high praise. Yeah, we loved Brink. <laughs> uh, Brink was just, you know, like, okay, so here's the plot. It's about a bunch of inline skaters, and then they're on this team, and they're trying to get to this tournament. And one of them, the best one, he's clearly the best one. He goes by Brink. His last name's Brinker. He goes by Brink. He, uh, his family's hitting some hard times and he's like, yeah, I got to earn some money for the fam. And his dad doesn't approve that he, uh, is roll. He didn't really love the rollerblading thing. He kind of really doesn't like his son. It seems like sometimes, <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, I got to earn some money in the fam. He's like, I just got skate sponsored dad. What if I was And dad's like, yeah. But I'll get you a job, but not skating. Anyway, fast forward. They skate in one competition. Uh, Brink wins. And then, long story short, like, he didn't tell his buddies. He jumped on this uh, this sponsored team, the X-Blades, which was their rivals. And so they all feel betrayed and also that he didn't tell them. And anyway, ends up starting his own team with his buddies and winning the tournament at the end and defeating the X-Blades and all that fun stuff. A lot of stuff in between there. So that's Brink. When, when did it come out? Uh, it premiered August 29th, 1998. So Oof. still one of the 90s ones. Ooh, 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the third DCOM. Yes. So I would have been right about to start kindergarten, I think. I was about to turn seven. Okay. So, yeah, I, um, I was about to turn seven, and I would have been, yeah, going into first grade. So you already said that you would yell break and stuff. Yeah. Any other memories of this one? Oh, dude, we loved this movie. <laughs> this was this was the primo decom of decoms. And this one they played, I want to say, pretty regularly until like High School Musical came out, until that era. High School Musical kind of marks the like in a whole era of decoms because it was so big. But before that like the best one everybody knew it was Brink. Like yeah. we would talk about our favorites at school and church and stuff, but Brink, like it was undisputed the best, and yeah, it shows. It's well, so good. The first time I heard about Brink was because my college friends and I we loved to rollerblade, and they just started shouting Brink, Brink, and I was like, "What are you guys talking?" Because I I had not heard of it, yeah. I had not seen it, yeah. but my friends did, which is why. This is one of the ones I have seen once before, but with uh, Jake, because I was like, oh, my friends loved Brink. I should watch Brink. So I have seen this once, but it was as an adult. Yeah, we were dating at the time, right? We're married now, if you didn't know. Uh, it worked out. <laughs> definitely Yay. get your girlfriend to watch Brink with you. Good good call. It is a good call. Good it call. definitely yeah. and sold we, me. <laughs> we both had a lot of fun watching it. Like we were, I remember, yeah, on that, I think we we're at my parents' house. And we were just laughing the whole time, like having it's such a fun movie. 
It's so bouncy and lighthearted and like the stakes are not that high, you know? And so the whole time you're just like, wow, brink. <laughs> well, I have another memory as a kid, but oh, yeah? it's not it's not actually about brink. So we discovered in looking this up that it's loosely based on Hans Brinker and yeah, the I silver skates. Which huh. is why his name is Brink, is because his last name is Brinker, and it's huh. based on the book. So, anyway, I just thought, for those of you who love Brink, that you would maybe like hearing about the book. I don't know anything about it. So. Yeah. So, it is a really similar plot, actually. He and his sister um, really love ice skating, but they're really poor. His father, so in the movie, he's uh, suffers from a back injury, yeah. that, so he's not able to work. And the same thing happens in the book. Oh. He actually has a head injury, though. And so he's like, uh, you know, he starts being kind of mean and not like himself yeah. in the book. Uh, so that part is similar. Um, both kids and the mom have to work. They find a doctor to treat him. And Hans, uh, just like Brink, he's like, has a heart of gold. So he like uses the money he, to get his sister skates. And then instead of buying his own skates, he like pays the doctor and the doctor's wow. so touched. He does it for free. So anyway, he ends up uh, getting the skates, but then he quits the race to help a friend, which is something we see Brink uh, do yeah. a ton of times. He likes always stops to help whoever's hurt. Yeah, so. that's that's bit for bit in there. That's yeah. amazing. And it ends up so he doesn't actually compete, but his sister wins the girls. She wins the girl oh, skate. So okay. the girl skater, uh, which we'll get to, it's also important important for the book. That's crazy. Yeah. So is it like a kid's book? Like how long is this story? So you said your mom read it to you, right? Yeah, my mom read it to us. So this is where my kid memory is. Um, it's because whenever I was a kid, my parents, my mom grew up in Africa. And so she had us go to Africa when I was like about a sixth grader. And so we had a layover in Amsterdam and this is set in the Netherlands. So yeah. she read us this book before we went. So it is like, it is a kid's book, but it's not like, I don't know. It's a longer kid's book. Right. But I liked it a lot. Okay. I really, yeah, it was a good book. So I guess kind of like reading, uh, like one of the shorter real doll books. So you could, you could definitely read a lot of his out loud, like that long. Uh, it's longer them, than that. <laughs> I remember in like fourth, fifth grade reading those in like a day or two. No, this one's like a, it's, it's a chapter book. Jake. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I didn't know how long it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty long, but we, you know, we read like a couple chapters every day and read it before we left. So I have a good memory of what this is based on at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a great memory. I remember like my favorite of the adult volunteers at church. Um, he referenced Brink one time. And like all the kids thought he was the coolest anyway, but by referencing Brink, he had a daughter in our, in my grade who, uh, yeah, we're still Facebook friends, like with that family. They're a great family though. I haven't seen them in a long, long time. I just remember thinking he was so cool. It's like, he knows Brink. Wow. wow. Only cool people know about Brink. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have been cooler in the nineties, late nineties by doing uh, but by doing anything like skateboarding and line skate, anything like of that caliber was the coolest to us. So here's my question for you. Did you uh, inline skate? I did. Yeah, I did. I think uh, a lot of people did at the time anyway, but I would go to skate parks with Luke. Oh. Yeah, Luke would skateboard. I would inline skate. I was really bad. Luke was pretty good, actually. 
And I was too scared to go down a lot of things, but we had a van skate park uh, at the Mall of Georgia in Buford. If you guys want to Google some locations yeah, where we were at the time, we'd go. We had a membership. Um, we really liked it. Um, I, I also rollerbladed as a kid. I started, I remember this because in third grade, um, one of my friends had moved away. We were best friends in kindergarten. And uh, I went to visit her for her birthday. And uh, she like had some rollerblades and we were both rollerblading and I really liked it. So she like gave me a pair. So it's like this really sweet memory oh, of cute. like, yeah. oh, my friend gave me rollerblades. And then, of course, in college, some of my friends and I would uh, rollerblade all the time. Brink so. it up. Yeah, brink. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we went to a skate park in college one time and I was terrified to go down any ramps. Like I was, yeah, it was impressive to watch these people. <laughs> yeah, I was too. And I would wear every pad. Oh, like, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, to go in the skate parks, you were required to let wear a certain uh, amount of them anyway, but I wore like extra. Like I had more than everybody else. So I was still like, <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't like inappropriate, you know, like a lot of people were had the extra pads, too, because yeah. they were trying stuff. But that's yeah. so funny, because I feel like in my hometown, I grew up in a very small town that was mostly farming. So people yeah. were like so weird about protective equipment, like they huh. would make fun of you if you wore a bike helmet. Really? Yeah, definitely. I was in at the time uh, Gwinnett County, which is out, like I think it's part of Atlanta or right mm-hmm. outside of Atlanta. But anyway, the Atlanta area, and it was the fastest growing county in the U.S. at the time. Like, I remember everybody saying that all the time and being like, oh, okay. So, like, yeah, we were this huge hopping metro area, which is crazy. They shot the new Spider-Man there. Oh. Um, yeah, that's where the three Spider-Men met up. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I think it's okay. It's been a while. And by the time this comes out, it'll definitely have been a while. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so yeah. I just thought, like, I can't believe, like, what it's become. It's become this whole... Uh, hub and where the mall of Georgia, where that skate park was when we moved there was, it was all, um, farmland. Huh? Yeah. It was all farmland. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I never had any protective equipment. I never got hurt. I maybe, maybe like fell and like, you know, scraped something, but I never like broke anything. Luke broke his arm. I definitely scraped myself a number of times. Yeah. Like we'd skate park or, or skate around our neighborhood and stuff. And yeah, um, yeah, our friends would go. But OK, part of this is like there's a timeline I had to kind of create here to, to put it all together. So Brink comes out in August 98. Right. And um, shortly after, in June of 99, Tony Hawk lands the first 900. Oh, okay. In in skateboarding. Oh. And that was a huge deal. And then, yeah, August of 99, this is not a big deal, but this show called Rocket Power came out and it was kids doing skateboarding and rollerblading and hockey and like cool sports, you know. (laughs) And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out August 31st, 1999. So this is all really close together. Mm. And when that game came out, every kid in America who who liked video games bought that game, bought a skateboard, was into skateboarding, was listening to ska. Like, it was... There's a documentary about it, actually, huh. called uh, Pretending I'm a Superman. Yeah, it was just... It was a huge deal. And, I, I was thinking about oh, that because, like, the... Skateboarding always seemed more popular. Like, always. Yeah, and then so then Yeah, than rollerblading. So yeah, I was, was, like, surprised that this movie, like... It, I mean, 
I think that Disney likes to take an obscure sport and make it kind of, oh, yeah. wow, we're really like double Dutch. Yeah, for like double instance. Dutch, right. Right. Like that's <laughs> but, not a big sport in terms right. of, yeah. It's not in the Olympics, right? Um, <laughs> skateboarding was supposed to be in Tokyo, was it? I yeah, think it was. it was. Yeah, it was it the was. first time. So that's a big deal. Yeah, it's and, pretty cool. Yeah, Tony Hawk was there and talking about how awesome he thought it was. Yeah, and he, um, the first million dollars he ever made was from those video games. Huh. Just because his name was on it. And he talked, he talked on this podcast about like getting his first million dollar check and having done this at that point. Since he was like eight, like professionally. Wow. And suddenly making a million bucks over a video game being like, what? Like it was a big <laughs> deal for him too. Right. And so that all tied together, fed into each other. That and makes sense. Yeah. Those years were just full of skateboarding and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time to be a kid. It's funny. This, uh, this movie kind of makes fun of skateboarders for a second. Yeah, like, it does. He, he gets, he goes to up to these skateboarders and is like, Wow, like skate basically skateboarders are lame or something. I didn't say that. That guy said it. And so they like go and beat him up. It's so it's so random. But it's oh. funny that they like nod to you yeah. know skateboarding and rollerblading. Yeah, like, like there was who's a, the cool one? <laughs> yeah. Who's better? Yeah. Who's better? <laughs> oh man. I loved everything about this movie. Partially because I don't know another movie about inline skating. Yeah, that's I can't a good name point. one. I know Whip It, but that's about uh, roller derby. Yeah, that's that's kind of different. It is different. That's roller skating, right? They're not rollerblading yeah, roller derby because of the momentum, right? But mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then skateboarding movies before this, I looked it up. There really weren't like a ton about skateboarding. There was thrashing, and then uh, there was a couple of others I found, but I I'd never heard of them. I'd heard of thrashing, and then of course Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future, right? He's skateboarding, right? So right. That, that's like ten years before. So there's this definite buildup into the sport and how cool it was oh it's so cool it's the coolest and like <laughs> you know a lot of movies make california seem like a terrible place to live to me growing up as a kid but this made it so appealing yeah they're just true. skateboarding at the beach like everybody's so nice yeah it's so funny i one time was on choir tour in college and i went to we were in california and we went to this school and it was like Northern California. Oh, okay. So not this like. This is SoCal, this movie. Right. So it was still. But I just remember being there and being like, what is this layout of a school? Because so I grew up in Kansas and I lived a little tiny bit in Indiana and like it's cold. And so our schools are indoors. And like I went to this school and it was it was set up like this school. It was oh. like with the outdoor courtyard, the school classrooms face to the outside. And to huh. me, that would almost have felt fake, except that I've now been there. Like they always eat outside, which I asked a friend about that who went to this school. I was like, oh, my goodness, wasn't it cold? And she's like, yeah, sometimes it was cold in the winter. But, yep, we ate outside all year round. And to my Midwestern brain, I was just like. This is impossible. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the schools I went to, mostly in Alabama, but I did my senior year, I was in Kansas. Um, yeah, like, and I guess Georgia, too. They, I just remember, especially in Alabama, they were so strict. Hmm. Like, they wouldn't let us leave campus over anything. And then I come to Kansas, and my senior year, like, yeah, you can leave. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I can just leave? Yeah, yeah are you done? Like, they were so much more chill here, and I guess that's a cultural thing. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was more like a, like a, what's the word? Outdoor setting, like climate thing, I guess. No, but, oh, go ahead. Because, yeah, in Kansas, that could have never happened. I don't think they would have set up something outside in a lot of Alabama high schools in the first place. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's like what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah, like we had an outdoor courtyard at my first high school and only seniors got to eat there. And I never got to eat there because I left my the end of my junior year. So I was kind of upset about that. But, um... Yeah, but it you know the weather's nice in Alabama. It didn't get that cold. Like, why didn't we have that cool California layout? Like, <laughs> just so you're saying they like they were so strict. You don't think they would have ever done something? No, like they that. were strict about huh. everything. We had to tuck in our shirts at a public high school. Interesting. We had to tuck in our shirts at, at every school I went to in Alabama, and I went to a couple, and we had to. Yeah, we just had all these very archaic, nonsensical rules that to high school me, who hates all rules, hates wearing anything that's remotely like stuffy, hated it. I just hated all of it. (laughs) I liked my teachers and my friends and stuff, but I was like, these rules are literal nonsense. These are a joke to me. And they still are. Well, my school, we did have one outdoor thing that we had to do, and it was because we were so small that our cafeteria was only in the elementary school. So I had to walk like two blocks to, to go to lunch and we only were given like 20 minutes. So anyway, that was miserable. So Uh, like I said, this whole California setting is just like, I don't know. I'm a little jealous of it. Yeah. It's kind of like a dream. Like this movie just portrays everything. It portrays is super positive. Yeah, it really does. Like the main character Brink is for I mean, here's how it starts, right? He, like, leaves the house. He's, like, super excited. He's like, I'm late. Like, we got to go skate. And his dad's like, how come that kid is so happy all the time? What is wrong with him? (laughs) Yeah, and they reference it later. Like, the dad gets... First, he's mad because he's too happy. Then he's mad because he's sad. sad. He just, like, can't make up his mind. Yeah, like, come on, son. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, before... Be normal. Oh, sorry. Before we get into the actual movie, I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about the era, the fashion and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. Because there was... There was a lot of fashion. (laughs) And even I I noticed because I loved baggy clothes. Oh, so what'd you notice? I want to hear this. Just all the... Everything was baggy. Yeah. And I, I loved that style then and then even into like college where everyone was wearing this is like I was in college 2010 is one of my freshman years started everyone's wearing plaid and like slimming stuff and here I am wearing baggy stuff like from 10 <laughs> years before like I don't care yeah like I like my baggy clothes I thought it was funny that the dad references this at one time and he's like why don't you wear something that doesn't look like they took the air out of it? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like he's deflated. But yeah, there's still the overall thing. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed that was so funny to me and it, it brought me back was and not just the choker because she does wear chokers. She does, yeah. But she wore the these, female lead. Yes, Gabriella. the female lead. She wears these like hemp chokers and I was super into hemp. What? <laughs> so... Hemp is like, it's that string. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. I know what hemp is, yeah. Okay, okay. But you like basically make friendship bracelets out oh, of the hemp. And I so I had my own hemp chokers. And when I saw her wearing it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. She's she's the one. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, and just the the four, so the four main in the, the soul skating group, they're called soul skaters. Yeah, you got like uh, Eric Von Detten, who... 
Uh, we'll get to him later. You probably know him from a lot of stuff, <laughs> like Princess Diaries, um, Cinderella Story. He's very familiar. Sid from Toy Story. He's not in Cinderella Story. Is he not? No, that's uh, oh, that's Chad Michael yeah, Murray. You're right, Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, Chad Michael. Please, Jake. I know my yeah. '90s okay. heart throbs. Early 2000s. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah. And then you have um, Christina Vidal is uh, the girl lead, and she. I recognized her immediately and I had to IMDB this. She had a Nickelodeon show called Taino where she was the oh. lead and, and a singer. And so I was like, I know her. Mm-hmm. I know I know her. And again, all four leads. Absolutely great. Yeah. Just I think there wasn't a bad actor in this. No, they they all did really well. Even You're the right. kids. Yeah. Even the kids were like taught. Well, and notch. it helps they they are a little older. They're like middle schoolers. No, they're high school. They are high school. Yeah, it's a specific I they were uh, it's a specific a high school oh, okay. when it shows their school. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I loved about again like this like era thing was the expressions. Yes. They were so funny. What up fam? You said that yeah. like five times and I was like, wow, that's uh Gen Z brought that one back without I meaning know. to. I didn't even ever know that was already a thing that they and it was like a brought it back yeah like i i don't think they knew they brought it back yeah. i think they started saying fam and what up never went out of style right so whoops gen z or did it someone please tell us yeah if, what up out of style oh my gosh i don't know i'm kidding i ain't stopping to say it <laughs> dude i like it i remember hearing a gen z say what up fam to me when i i was younger but i was like Oh my gosh, what an idiot. Why is he <laughs> saying what a fam? But they say like fat, dissing, beef. beef. Yeah. I like wrote them down sketchy, none of your business. <laughs> none ya. Yeah. None ya, yeah, none ya. Oh, let's see, poser sellout. It was like really funny to me. I still say beef. You I do? Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. When? Yeah. Luke and I will say it. Like, you got a beef with them? Really? Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say, I mean, dissing. Yeah, but not like they said it. Like he, you diss somebody. Not like he was dissing on you earlier. Right. Right. Yeah. So was, the expression has kind of changed. It's morphed a little, a little bit. bit, and then fat's yeah. fat's long gone. P- oh, with a yeah. ph, yeah, like that one. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I don't know. This is just my own personal opinion, but it kind of sounds like fat, obviously. Yeah. And so I feel like if you said that, people would be like, "What?" I mean, it's like Michael Jackson saying, "Who's bad?" Right? Like he made bad, good, and cool. Like, yeah, bad. but fat, I just don't think fat would go that way. I remember us saying it in elementary school. Really? Being like, yeah, you're fat, but with a PH. <laughs> we would say that. <laughs> My elementary school kids are the ones that I was with did not ever, ever say that. Yeah, I guess we ever. were just, you know, we were just cooler. Uh, we Definitely. were living in Atlanta, Krista. We were, I'm pretty sure I didn't say any, maybe sketchy. Like we still say sketch, sketch yeah. Yeah, and but that's that hasn't gone away. Poser, I don't know. Do we say that? Like, I don't feel like I know people who are posers enough to want to say it, but I would if it fit. I think poser. Ah, there's like another word for po- like a try hard. Yeah, I've heard try, try hard. hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, try hard might be. It's really similar. Yeah. Ugh. And then sell out for sure. Um, I mean that that that's from the '60s and '70s. <laughs> that just never went anywhere. Yeah, it's funny, like, what expressions will stick around to, like... Yeah, you never really know, do you? Who knew that sketch, sketchy would kind of stay? Who knew that fam would come back? So... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and all that ska music. Like, the first half of the movie is the same riff, like... 
I loved it. I was like, this is so great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because so I was in a ska band yep, in yep. college. We were only a cover band. Uh, we played like five songs, but I did not really know what ska was until I was in the band. Like, oh. I was literally at a table and people were like, you play saxophone? You want to be in our band? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> What's ska? But then after I joined the band and I started listening to it a little bit, I would be like, oh, this is ska. Because it shows up. Yeah. Like, it does you, show up in movies yeah, like you'd this. you heard the genre. You didn't know it was called that. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I was delighted by the ska. I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater has a lot of ska on it. It's huh. not all ska. There's a quite a number genres on that but yeah and i i run to ska all the time it's great running music oh, like yeah, it would be. high tempo yeah, yeah it's so great it always makes me laugh with ska because i feel like the vibe is so like it's really like hardcore but the music always sounds so goofy to me like it's just i guess it always seemed goofy to me. there's a lot of goofiness yeah, yeah, in ska. it's like right, very embraced right. yeah you're right <laughs> i mean when your dance is called skanking <laughs> you know like you know and it's a great dance, by yeah. the way. Oh, it is definitely. All right, so talking about the movie because we've kind of we've set the stage for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, our opening scene—they're like skating to their to the pit because if they don't get there first, like someone's gonna claim it and they won't be able to skate there. But it's like that's not how that would work. <laughs> like y'all can all skate there anyway. That's not a good criticism. I gotta suspend disbelief. I can't right, use that as a right. criticism. But this made us both laugh. They're at the at the the pit and then the x-blades show up and they look over and they're like yo it's somebody from inline skater magazine he just has a hat this is inline skater magazine (laughs) and it's like in a tiny font on his hat and they see it from a long really far away but the camera like zooms in it says inline skater magazine so that was so goofy yeah and then the beef starts off with the bad guy val who's the leader of the x-blades uh, and, and really the only real bad guy. The other X-Blades don't really know how bad he is till till the end of the movie, it seems like. Yeah, true, true. And they're just kind of... He's just like a classic bully. It's mm-hmm. great. Like, he plays it so well. There's only a few movies where I've seen a bully and been like, I buy this. Because I didn't, ha- I didn't see a lot of bullies uh, that acted like that in school. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that's a very dated motif. It comes out in different ways now, and it... I don't know. It's Biffin Back to the Future, right? Right. Thomas, true, Tom Wilson true. is his name. He just amazing, like nails it. And then this guy, Val, uh, <laughs> I was like, this is so believable. They just like hate each other. It's not that he's like a bully, but, you know, he's like got those traits and he's using it to hate our main guy, Brink. Yeah. And they give him like pretty much no depth at all. He's just no, he's only the bully. Yeah. We don't know anything about him at all yeah i mean he has his other skater friends and And then at the end of the movie like they're at this big tournament it's val versus brink and brink's family's hugging him they're all like wow you did it val has no one there no family no nothing he literally like scoffs and skates off (laughs) angrily it's like dude y'all really just kept it simple with your villain here so they get they get in a beef and um Anyway, we fast forward a bit. School has started and our first conflict is at school because they've established these two groups don't like each other and they're just kind of getting at each other at school. Uh, Didn't Val throw Brink's like shoes onto the power line? Yeah. 
<laughs> and then Brink puts worms in his sandwich. And then he like takes a bite, realizes it's them, looks over, and they all hold up signs and says, Don't be a wuss. And yeah. they're like, ah! They, like, had these signs prepared and written out because he had told them, like, if you narc, you're a wuss. So they were like, he can't narc. So anyway. Yeah. And then they get into this big skating competition at school. They're like, yeah, we'll get kicked out of school. It's our first day, but we got to settle this. This is the only (laughs) way. (laughs) Yeah. They can't just wait for the tournament. They've got to do it at school. And that's the first time that. Uh, Brink stops and like helps someone. Yeah, so. one of the X Blades hurts himself. Uh, the Black Power Ranger actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he hurts himself, and he's like, "I gotta help you." He's like, "Why would you throw the whole race to help me, man?" And then the, for the rest of the movie, he's like on on his side. He's like always cheering for Brink. Yeah, and he's like, he's in crutches. Yeah, it's actually like throughout the movie, each bad guy slowly that slowly turns yeah. and is kind of supporting Brink, but. Oh, man. So, yeah, I wanted to... Oh, God. In this movie, um, there's, like, three guys and one girl. Yeah, not two. Instead of just two guys and one girl. Right. We got Gabriella. She she is, like, the only girl in the movie. Like, I would say every other female in the movie, maybe combined, had ten words. Ten spoken words. Shoot. You might be Including all of the teachers. The mom. The well, daughter, okay, the, the mom sister. and the daughter did have a little bit more. Still not a lot, though. No. And so that Katie? was... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get to Katie. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. And, like, I thought she... Um, I don't know. It was interesting. She's a Latina, so she's from Peru. And I was like, I don't even know what to say about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, this she, was... she, like... Uh, is always saying, don't call me a guy. So there's like sort of some half-hearted feminism happening. But at the same time, she's like a tomboy as if the only way you can be cool as a girl is by being a tomboy. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about her. But she was a good character and she was like very. She was a great character. Yeah, yeah. she was a very good actress and stuff. I just, I guess I was kind of annoyed that she was the only girl in the whole movie. She really was. But I mean, to be honest, when I would rollerblade and skateboard, like there were not many girls. Mm. And that might be attributed to the fact that all the hype was around a video game, which Mm. video games, you know, predominantly guys, not historically, actually. Before that, it was 50-50. There's an interesting little story about that, but that's another time. But at the time, predominantly guys, right? So... Y'all would have missed the hype because you weren't playing the games. Yeah, but it's like throughout the movie, like they're making fun of her for being a girl. And I'm just like, they really are like, I don't know. I thought, no, I liked it because I was like, yeah, this would have how been how it was. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Like I had some female friends in high school and they were the only girls in our group. And we would lovingly tease them and but they would dish it right back out and we would all laugh that makes sense and it was like yeah it was fine and um but (laughs) i literally loved the one of the other guy leads peter kept standing up for her yeah he's like any guy or girl like looks over (laughs) at her like peter do you like her (laughs) thank you the other thing i thought was funny on the the girl guy thing is like this was the most ridiculous. Someone brings like a milkshake <laughs> yes. to, to, to Val. To Val, who's the bad guy, yeah. right? And so they bring him a milkshake and he goes, 
strawberry strawberry is for girls and then the girl next to him who has like two lines in the whole yeah. thing is just like uh, hey yeah. <laughs> it's it was so ridiculous yeah i i Did laughed not really like strawberries as a boy is it because it's pink <laughs> yeah i've never heard that but you know as a little kid this all makes sense <laughs> yeah i guess so. even though i, I so. would i would have picked a strawberry shake as a kid and just taken my licks if got made fun of it i would have been like i don't like chocolate yeah. i'm getting strawberry yeah <laughs> deal with it the the funny thing yeah i really liked her character that they they didn't make her like i don't know over she seemed just really normal like yeah. i really felt like a lot of the time when they have like a feminist character they fit into a particular uh look like a girl trying to be one of the guys or a girl uh well that's what she was she was a girl trying to be one of the guys i don't feel like she was i feel like those were just her friends but she it was like the a lot of the time in female characters it's like they pretend certain traits are mutually exclusive like you can't be girly and this other thing but she kind of had a little bit of all of it like she she was a little girly not not she didn't like wearing dresses Right. But the way she dressed normally, I'm like, that. No, she's she's kind of girly. She's not like totally tomboy or like. I don't um, know. I felt like she was totally tomboy and I felt like you she can was... interpret that better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I guess I get annoyed because it feels like, oh, in order to have value in these movies, you have to like keep up with the boys oh, or I something. Yeah. And so that that's annoying. But at the same time, as a kid, I would have been like. Yeah, she's a girl. She's so cool. Yeah, like, I think that's more of how they were pitching it. Right? Yeah. Like, she can keep up with the boys. Yeah. She's so awesome. And that's how I would have interpreted it. I remember thinking she was cool as a kid, being like, yeah, like you can do it, Gabriella. Yeah. Like, well, but still, this is what our, it's only our third movie, but yeah. we still haven't even had where the female is like full lead. Like it's no, always it's, been a friend. Yeah, it's or... always been a side character. That's right. Exactly. So yeah, it'll be a little bit too. You think uh, so? Don't look under the bed, I think is the first one. And that's, yeah. there's a connection to that later. Um, but I don't know. I guess I, it seems like people think that boys won't relate to like a girl main character, but girls will relate to a boy main character. That was true for a long time. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think it's actually true. I don't know. What do no, you think? I don't think it's actually true at all. Um, Nickelodeon did a uh, like a a test when they wanted to make Legend of Korra, uh-huh. which is a female lead, and they they did it in front of like an all boy audience, like a young boys to see it, and they loved it because uh-huh. what is she doing? She's fighting. She's killing dudes. <laughs> you know, she's got like cool powers. I mean, she's not killing dudes, but in a kid's mind, she is right. Uh, so like they didn't care. So I think you're right. Like there's been that stereotype that like, yeah, maybe guys can't relate to girl characters as well. But also the fact that when they make gendered stuff, which is okay to make gendered stuff, it, when you make it for kids, they really tend to send it one way or the other, Mm -hmm. right? Like they really want to sell to boys or sell to girls, which makes sense. We're different. Yeah. But this one had that broad appeal to it, I feel like. I don't feel like girls would dislike this movie. No. I mean, I I would have loved it as a kid. I would have been like, well, and if there is only one girl character, that's the one you, like, identify with. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, that's the one. Yeah. That's so, so cool. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder, I did like, um, yeah, that she wasn't, like, overly 
They didn't make the feminism part overly preachy, but she was annoyed. You know, yeah. I liked that. I was like, as a kid, I got the message. Yeah. You didn't have to have her have this whole aside where she's like, guess what, everybody? Here comes my sermon. <laughs> yeah. Because that would have turned me off as a kid. Well, and it, I mean, it turns things. me off as an adult. Yeah. When I start watching a movie and I'm like, okay, this isn't about an agenda. This is not about creating a movie yeah. or a story or anything. It's just about this, like, agenda. What? Like, even if it's done, like, if it's done really well, like, I can buy into it. But it's never done well if there's right. a preaching moment. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, the wrong... I mean, Dr. Seuss, he talked about it. It's a, I read uh, Becoming Dr. Seuss by Brian J. Jones, a really great biography. And yeah, he kind of had like certain books where he preached a lot and then ones where he didn't preach too much because he thought preaching to kids too much was like not a good thing. And yeah, I think he's on the money with that. Like kids, mm -hmm. like adults, when they get preached to after a certain point, you're just like, okay, I get it. Please stop. Yeah. Like I've made up my mind now. Well, same with like in this movie, the race stuff. Yeah. So she yeah, was yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? Well, they made her both a woman and a Latina. And Peruvian. Peruvian, yeah. yeah. And so there was, it, again, it wasn't very much, but he like said, go, go back, back to, to Mexico. Go back to Mexico. And she's oh like. Oh my gosh, that shocked me. I was laughing so me hard. Me too. I could, I could not, not believe that they said that. But she says like. She stands up for herself. Though. She's like, I'm Peruvian. And. Like, calls him an idiot or something. Yeah, but. and he's the bad guy. So right. this is not a good guy saying this. So when he says that, like, you... I don't know. It's portrayed in this way where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't get people's origin wrong. Like, they couch that in there very nicely, I I thought. Because as a kid, I picked, yeah. I picked up on that, too. Like, Well, I think it's, like, again, a good way to fight, like, that racism. Because they didn't preach about it. They were just like... Oh, maybe you shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just had a character who kept standing up for herself. That yeah. was sort of part of her personality. And I thought that was just a really great way to portray that. That I, a lot of the times, yeah, when we'll go through these, you'll see how I got turned off or like didn't want to watch it or didn't like when we get to the color of friendship, a movie about racism. I remember just turning that off because I knew it was a like a, a racism movie. And I was just like, as a kid, like, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> you don't want to be what? I don't want to be sad. I don't yeah. want to watch this movie about <laughs> racism and feel awful. Like, but I know it's a real problem. We all got to deal with it. I'm, I'm on board there. But when they couched it in it with this character who's just not putting up with it, like that yeah. I could buy, that I could swallow. Like my kid self was able to take that. Well, and that I think to the movie's credit, I think that's awesome to see like yes. a female character she stands up for herself when she's like teased about being a girl or yeah. being uh latina or anything she really does she stands up for herself and her friends do too it's yeah not her like, friends are all like not putting up with it either yeah. it's just it's it's very realistic and very uh easy for a kid to swallow so well done honestly yeah because this is not a normal thing in kids movies <laughs> And it's just another thing you can't help but like about the movie. Like, I loved her character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And I would say that besides Brink, she is the friend character that talks the most, that gets the most screen time. It might be a tie between her and Peter. Because there's yeah. a fourth guy, we don't even know his name. Know, which is why I think the two boys, one girl thing works so much yeah, better. Because that one character barely talks. He's like slightly comic relief. Like you kind of get this idea like, are you not the smart one in this group? But he doesn't talk enough for you to make a full conclusion. So. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Anyway. Uh, old Brink. <laughs> uh, so what? We they they race at school. Um, yeah, his dad picks him up. He's like, suspended on the first day of school. He's like, yeah, dad, it's just for today. <laughs> and then he explains he explains himself, and his dad like recaps it back to him. He goes, you got dished, you ate beef. Is there anything else I need to understand? <laughs> That was so funny when he said that. You got dissed, you ate beef. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about the dad character. Oh, so we have our dad. first our first disapproving dad trope. I mean, Here is this we is our go. first dad? I think it is. Oh, it is. Well, we've only done three, but yeah. yeah but this, there's no dads up to this point. <laughs> it's all been single moms and more power to you. But yeah, we finally get disapproving dad, which is going to be majorly recurring through. Yeah, Disney we need to. Okay, we're going to try to keep a tally. I'm going to make a tally, and I'm going to to write down. We're going to keep track uh, of disapproving dad single and parent. single parent. Yeah, because so, those are very common. And I will say, it was. I think it was referenced briefly that some of his friends had single parents. Yeah, or at least stepdad. Yeah, or yeah. something. So. Yeah, definitely. So it I was. don't know. Do you think this one counts as a? Single parent? Uh, not really. It's not. Okay. okay. You, you just hear about it. You don't see it. So. Okay. We'll just. Yeah, we'll definitely. Count just it for disapproving dad and we'll oh. keep this going. <laughs> yeah. And he just. I don't get the dad, but he the guy's a great actor. Yeah. I think that the disapproving part I didn't get. But yeah. the other aspects of the dad, I, I actually thought they did a pretty good job because so. He injures his back and is on disability. So a big part of this movie is that he can't work. And so they don't have that much money. And it's been like six months, too. Yeah. So I think that some of his irrationalness is just like him being upset. Oh, no, that makes sense. Cooped up in the house. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like frustrated with himself. And like, I actually thought that was like really well done because I think that. You know, when you lose your job, it is a big part of your identity. And so when you lose that, like, who are you? And so he has this whole moment with Brink who and he's like, basically, you know, it's not what you do. It's like who you are and like with the kids and, it, and what friends you keep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it made it more impactful knowing that the dad had lost his job and like just how hard that would be. Like, I I don't feel like I've seen yeah. a movie where the dad is, like, on disability. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. That's true. At least I can't think of one right now. And he's, like, he's on the mend. Like, he's almost yeah. better. He's better by the end. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doing all right. Yeah, and when they have that talk is when, what, Brink has gone to the tournament. They've caught him. All of his friends are mad at him. And then they have they end up having this race, X-Blades versus Soul Skaters. And it's uh, the female character, Gabriella versus Brink. And Val throws rocks on the ground on this one turn. No one sees it. And Gabriella just cuts herself up. It's gross, actually. Yeah. yeah it's actually. very bloody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, I don't, it's not something a kid couldn't handle. It's like, oh, you got road rash, man. Yeah. Like every kid probably had an, a similar injury at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they did a good job with the dad. I just, I do think that he was overly disapproving of the skating. Yeah, that was what got to me. I'm like, your son is obviously very good. To every, It's obvious to everyone but you. He doesn't get into trouble. It shows him doing his homework and like being a good student. But I think that's the thing. He did get into trouble skating, but he that's was true. disapproving before he got right, into no, trouble. Right, no, that that wasn't what, yeah. But I do think that him getting in trouble got him. Did push it over the top, yeah. maybe. 
Yeah. And yeah, and but I loved the heart to heart. Yeah, like like what you said, it was just very believable and very like father son, and they kind of don't have a a perfect relationship, so it's kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, sometimes when you're a teenager and you have father son talk, it's a little awkward. Even you, if you had, I had a good relationship with my dad, and sometimes it was, you know? Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Sometimes. I thought it was funny as soon as they had their talk in the garage. I was like, of course it's in the garage. We got to have our heart to heart in the garage. Where else? <laughs> Hello? That's where the men go. <laughs> I love when he's... I, I We've skipped this part, but when he's... Talk, he's try, he keeps trying to tell his friends that he's joined the X-Blades before he gets caught. Like, he tries so many times and gets interrupted. And you can tell, like, Brink's a little people pleaser. <laughs> he wants to please and help everybody. He's just a little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And they're all in, like, home ec class. And he's like, guys, friendship is like baking a cake. <laughs> and then he's trying to, like, connect that to the fact that he joined the X-Blades and essentially betrayed them. Because one of the recurring themes is like, we don't want to be paid to skate. That's bad. Yeah. I Did you, did, what did you think about that? Because I, I definitely thought that was weird. I mean, yeah. I get wanting to skate for fun. Yeah. And making not, it about fun. Making it about fun and not being so serious. But I thought it was so weird that they were like, you should never get paid for skating. Because yeah. I think as an adult... Um, and even as like late high school going and looking into college, like what is their career going to be? Like right. you want to find a job that you like a lot. Yeah. So I just thought that was so strange. Well, when he has that conversation with Gabriella, she's like, you know, laying in her bed, scraped up. Uh, they kind of make it clear. And I don't know that I would have picked up on this as a kid that it's not necessarily bad that they've made money. This is the way my takeaway. Maybe you took away something different, but that. It became about money, right? And she kind of makes that clear. Like, first you take money, and then it becomes about the money. Well, yeah. However, I I think that... I just think as as Brink's friends, they should have been like, oh, his family needs the money. Yeah, that should have been... But he it takes him a long time to tell them that. And then when he does tell them, she's like, we all need the money. And I'm like... Wait, what? You yeah. do? Why don't you all join? Like, like, come on, girl. Like, have a little sympathy. Seriously. Yeah, I guess the theme, you know, being like, do what you love. Money comes second, which is great. I, I did pick up on that as a kid. But yeah, it'd be easy as a kid to misinterpret it and think, oh, no, if I do what I love for money, like it'll turn sour. Yeah, and I really felt like that's the message that I took home at the end of the day. I mean, there was kind of the, like, we are who we are, not what we do. That was a good message. That was great. That's really good. But the whole, we should never do it for money, that's that's the message I started taking home at the end. Well, when skateboarding became a fad, one of my friends, he lied a lot in school. His name was Logan. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember his last name, but Logan was my buddy who lied about everything. And I didn't realize it till years later, you know, and he told me he was a, a like a yeah, he, he had representation. He was a professional <laughs> skater and was in these certain magazines, which I never found. And <laughs> I mean, maybe he wasn't lying. But years later, I was like, wait a minute, Logan. Uh, and I thought he was a cool kid. And yeah, we got along just fine. But 
I remember him telling me that and not thinking like it was bad. I just thought it was cool that he made money. Like it did. So it, it didn't affect me in that way. Like I didn't think like you make money. Get out of here. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking like I didn't walk away with like, yeah, nothing should be for money. Forget this. Or that if you make money, you automatically start stop having fun, which right. isn't true. Not necessarily the case. Right. It can be. Yeah. And it's often the case. But I will say, like, for me, so I was a pianist and I definitely played a lot. And in high school, I really loved it. But as soon as I went to college and, you know, I was under scholarship and yeah. I was playing like crazy hours, like way more than I had ever practiced in my life, I did start to kind of lose the joy of it. Sure. And so, I mean, I also recognize it, but that wasn't totally for the money that was for like. I don't a know. A degree? Well, yeah, for a yeah. degree, but I was I was more because I overdid it and like kind of lost the fun of it rather than really tapping into the joy just. Sure. So, I, I also know. thought the skating in this movie was amazing. Mm, yeah. Like they showed off some awesome tricks that impressed me now. I was like, "Holy yeah. cow. This is incredible." And like some of the shots were the actors, not the stunt doubles. Right. Like, it was really clear, especially with Val a bunch of times. It was like, yeah. that's Val. Yeah. Like, he you did, saw his face. He did a lot of his own stunts. I found that that in movies that he's in, he liked to do his own stunts. Which is so. just so cool, like, yeah. that he could skate that well. He, he grinds one time down a really long rail, and I was like, what? <laughs> Like this, well, you found an interview of them now. Yeah, and so he talked about it. He how said, much did they talk? Like, how much did they do? They did two weeks from like dusk till dawn before the movie of just uh -huh. learning to skate and getting good at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them, the, Gabriella, had to skate for her audition. And then Val, he could already skate pretty well. Val's the bad guy. Yeah, and then Brink, he um he grew up in California and set around the culture, so like he. He had skated, but not like anything crazy, but he, he was all right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why, yeah, Val's shots are all really good when you see him do tricks. It's like, oh. And so the actor said he wasn't really supposed to do tricks. Like, it was supposed to be the, the stunt double. And um, he said most of the time he would do a trick and uh, they'd get it on camera. And they'd be like, all right, let's get the stunt double to do it now. And, like, he wasn't allowed to do that trick again. And he said a few times the stunt will be like, yeah, that's not a trick I do. Oh, wow. Like, so he I, was really good. Yeah, then. so he's decent. Like wow. he's doing stuff. These stunt doubles, I guess, don't feel safe doing. Huh. Um, so, yeah. And I, I there was one part where he does uh, or Brink does a 900 in the tournament. That's two and a half spins. So uh -huh. for your skateboarding people, this is a different sport, similar Uh when Tony Hawk landed the 900 at the X Games in 99, I mean, that was huge. No one else had ever done it. And uh, I don't know. It's probably a lot easier in inline skating than skateboarding. You think? Yeah, oh. because they made no big deal about him landing the 900. Right. Right. I was like. Well, maybe it's because like your feet are always in yeah. the thing. So you can. I don't know if you can go faster or not. I really don't know much about either sport. <laughs> yeah, and I looked it up. I was like, when was the first inline skating 900? There was no, like, it's not a big deal. There was mm -hmm. no mention of it. Huh. But everybody remembers Tony Hawkland in that 900. Like, if you were into it at the time. Yeah. It is a big, big deal. And then Mitchie Brusco landed a 1260. He's a skater now, not too long ago. And I remember, he, I was even following that. Like, I still follow... <laughs> 
I still follow like skating's highlights when stuff like that happens and I huh. see it on social media. Like I'll watch the whole long video and freak out like, holy cow, you did it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I think it's so cool. And then he does an inverted 540 where you do it like upside down. You do it like it's a flip and a spin essentially. Huh. And that's what wins him that the vert part of the skating. And when I saw that, I was like, holy cow, what stunt double did that? That was awesome. Yeah, because you have to find it. The weird thing about stunt doubles is you have to find one that looks similar enough. And there's all these speci specifications for finding the stunt double. So I don't know. That would be such an interesting thing to be a stunt double for. Because do you think they, they're they always, excuse me, they're always like a stunt double? Or do you think? No, it cut it between was, them a lot. No, no, no sorry. Oh, okay. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Um. So the stunt double person. Are they a stunt double for everything or just for rollerblading? Because like... I'm sure they have their things, you know? Yeah, but they they were so good. I'm like, maybe they're just like rollerbladers and they got them to be stunt doubles just for this movie or maybe. something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, I think there was... I couldn't tell that they were stunt doubles, aside from when it was obvious. And it's like, there's the back of their head, right? Right. When it's like, that's definitely a stunt double, but... There was one time with Gabriella's, I was like, I think that's a dude. Like, I was pretty sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And they were moving so fast. Like, yeah. it was so well cut between the two, though. It really was. They really had the kids doing a lot of their own stuff. I mean, it was. Mm -hmm. And because and that's part, of, again, what made the movie so cool. What other movie had that at mm -hmm. the time? Like, at all. Even now, what? There are skateboarding movies and stuff, but you don't see the tricks and stuff in movies. It's usually more oh, of a, really? yeah, it's more of a story about the people and the culture. Yeah, that's true. Like with Brink, very it's cool movie because you see them do these cool moves. Like yeah, that's like the, part of it. I don't see this stuff ever. Right? It's just it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, and I I think that's why it comes back with this like. These like niche sports, yeah. I think it does have an appeal to make a movie over because, yeah, lots of people. I think there's one right that's about surfing. There's some there's surfing. several. There's several female surfing ones. Yeah, and like, yeah. how many people that, you know, across the whole country, like the percentage of people who actually surf is low. Who would be able to because right. we're in Kansas. You can't <laughs> yeah. can't do that here. Or like uh, later with the. Uh, jump in right how yeah. many people double dutch that's one of the ones i have seen so i haven't seen that one. Oh, really yeah. Yeah, gotta yeah. get your head wait that's i the wrong song. No, i did hear all the songs because they played them a lot on disney yeah. channel and commercials yeah. but anyway push it push it to the limit yeah so val cheats in the final skating thing and it's caught on espn there's an espn camera guy there yeah and they're like did you get it yeah and then the the other bad guys were like I can't believe he did that. Wow. And I'm like, wait a second. You watch him bully these kids yeah. the whole time and you still can't believe he would like cheat. Like yeah. And Brink's just like, ah, it's cool, man. He's like <laughs> so nice the whole movie. It's all right. It's cool. No, he says that to the friends. He doesn't say that to. He says that to the, the guy who's like, yeah, I didn't know Val was so bad. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, and then Val skates off. That's how it ends. They're all like, boo, loser. Yeah. And he like frowns and skates. <laughs> He's and never skating with 
extreme every kid or whatever it was called. <laughs> the actor who played him in the, so there's a, a Zoom reunion they did over COVID. Oh yeah. It's on Mashable.com. It's about 20 minutes. And he said, yeah, like they asked what would your characters be doing now? And he's like, oh yeah, Val's like sitting at home planning his revenge all these years. <laughs> it was, it's such a good reunion. And they got um, Eric Von Detten who played Brink. He's like, yeah, I live five minutes from where the pit was. And he skates down and like films some of his lines. Oh my gosh. I need to see this. <laughs> yeah. And like most of those people aren't actors anymore, really. They're all like, he's like at an That's accounting firm. Eric Von Detten is. Yeah. He hadn't acted in years. Well, I looked it I... Okay. So you said most of those guys. Yeah. So do we want to go on to where they are now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you, do we rank it first or? No, let's go on first. Okay. 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 So, uh, yeah, Eric Von Denton, he hasn't acted a lot. And you're right. He's he's at a management position at a company that works in finance. Uh, but some of the other char- characters have continued to act quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, he is Josh in Princess Diary. Woo! Yes. Oh, what a heartthrob. Great movie. And he has done voice acting. He's Sid in Toy Story. He's Flit in Tarzan. And he's... Irwin in Recess. Who's Irwin? I just watched I Recess. Know. Hang on, let me Google a picture. I'll probably know immediately. <laughs> and he was in an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was just like a background character, but I was like, another... Oh, he's Lawson! That He went by Lawson. Oh, he went by Lawson. He went by okay, Lawson. Okay. And now that I hear Lawson's voice in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I don't know... Uh, recess well enough to be able to tell you, but yeah, I thought just, I didn't even know his first name was Erwin. Yeah, it's Lawson. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, he's married to a real estate agent. They have two kids. I found this really awesome interview with him from March twelfth, twenty twenty one. So this is really recent, and um, I loved this quote that he said. So he had a quote. He says. I was talking to my wife and I was like, I don't know why all these people still want to interview me. I haven't done anything for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he was so down to earth in that, in that interview, in the, um, the reunion. Oh, the reunion. Just so down to earth. And he goes, yeah. yeah. So this is important. He goes, go to change.org slash bring back Brink. I've started a petition to make <laughs> Brink too. And I pulled it up. He has. It's two years old because I didn't know about oh, it. Man. It had 75 signatures. So I was number 76 and I tweeted it. Okay, everybody, go to what is it called? Change.org slash bring back brink. And the day we tweet this or make this episode, I'll put we'll a link. We'll tweet it. Okay. Yeah, cool. but you gotta, dude, they all are down for the sequel. <laughs> like, he's he's not even acting anymore. Like, he, I think he's happy to be out of the business. He has done one thing recently that was, like, in post-production, but it seemed like it was more of a cameo appearance than anything yeah. else. And so. you can find him on the website cameo and get him to do, you know, whatever. Yeah. He just seems like a really cool guy. A cool, a fun fact about him is that one of the reasons he wanted to act as a school, or act as a kid, was that his sister was an actor, and... Um, the people just kind of thought he was a cute kid and I mean, he is a cute kid. So, um, absolutely. basically the mom asked him if he was interested and he w- he like hated school. So he was like, yeah, I'm interested. I'll get out of school. Dude, that would have been me as a kid. <laughs> oh man, Eric, yeah. we could be friends. Yeah. 
Okay, so Val, he mostly stopped acting, but I couldn't find anywhere what he does now. Um, his last appearance was in 2016 in Modern Family, so he did continue to act for a while. Okay. He was in the reality show The Beauty and the Geek. Oh, which, yeah, I remember that. Because I thought this was so interesting. So he, like, skipped two grades and graduated with a bachelor's at 19. What? So he's actually really, really smart and... Uh, he, like you said, he did most of his own stunts. He did all this stuff. Yeah, um, he's amazing. Like, loved him. He was Spike in Little Giants. Have you seen Little no, Giants? No, I haven't seen Little Giants. I think it's a football mo- movie. Like a Oh, I've probably movie. seen that, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, and I'll say it on the DCOM part, actually. Okay. Uh, so, Gabby, uh, she's Christina Videl. She is still acting. So, she... Um, I think yeah, she, she had is. one up to 2021, maybe 2022. She was in The Terminalist as Mac, and she was in See No Evil, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Jimmy, which is Jeffrey Blake, he's still acting. Yeah. Um, he was in Section 8 in 2022. And he's been in a ton of uh, Tom Hanks movies. Huh, how about yeah, that? Yeah, he actually, I think that Tom Hanks really likes acting with him. He was in Castaway, and he was in Forrest Gump. Good he's for him, man. Wesley. So he really did uh, become... An actor. I don't know. He, like, continued to act and was in some really good movies. Wow. Okay. My favorite one to learn about, though, was Patrick Levis, which was another one of the friends. Yeah. Um, He pretty much stopped acting, but he, like, he was, like, on So Weird, which was a show. He was on a Nickelodeon show for a while, and he was in a movie in 2021, um, but... What I thought was great is he became a worship leader. So he is what? a Christian worship leader. Small world. He um, was in a pr- progressive folk band, Christian progressive folk band called The Least of These for 10 years. And he now has a solo album called Extravagant God, which I think is coming out soon. Hey, good for him. Yeah. And uh, Christina Vidal talked about in the um, the reunion. She said she went to church. So oh, okay. maybe she's I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah. That was really neat, I thought. I was like, oh, okay. So uh, he, Patrick Levis, I just love this. So I went on his website yeah. and I was like, you know, because I was trying to figure out what where he is now. And yeah, yeah. Um, his bio said, uh, Patrick Levis, the outspoken Christian actor, most known for his work on Disney Channel, has developed a growing music ministry. It was the first sentence of his bio on Let's his go. website. <laughs> so I loved that. Cool guy. <laughs> All right. So Disney Channel connections. Here All right. Go. Yeah, there was quite a few. So uh, Robin Riker, the mom, is also in Don't Look Under the Bed. And I think she's the mom. I'm oh, almost okay. positive because the main character is a redhead and the mom was a redhead. So I was like, oh, yeah. And she's a redhead with curls the mm-hmm. this character so that's that'll be fun um peter he's in miracle and lane 2 which is the same director as this one and miracle and lane 2 is another really good one uh again we said it in the first episode but the director greg beeman did horse sense miracle and lane 2 under wraps and the ultimate christmas present uh yeah and then katie volding the sister this is probably the role everyone knew her for was not this she's the younger sister in another decom called uh smart house Everybody, and that's another big hit. That's not Brink level hit, but we loved, loved, loved Smart House. And then uh, Sam Horrigan, who played Val, and Eric Von Detten were both in the 1995 remake of Escape to Witch Mountain, which is like pre decom decom, if you will. There was a lot of Disney Channel movies that came out in the 80s and like earlier 90s. 
that they didn't call a Disney Channel original movie and they don't label them that. And none of them are on Disney Plus. And so both of them were in that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, and I, I saw that as a kid. I remember them playing it. I didn't know they were in it. I don't remember the movie. And you probably can't find it anywhere. It'd be a tough, uh, tough find. So that's all the connections I could find. Um, there's probably a few more hiding somewhere, to be honest, because... Yeah, it just seems like in these early ones, aside from You Lucky Dog, right? Like, they're all connected in a couple of different threads. But You Lucky Dog is the odd one out where it's like almost nobody in that movie was in another one. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, so so a couple reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score was at 75%, but there were only three reviews. So uh, okay. take that with a grain of salt. Here we go. IMDb had a 7 out of 10. Um, I loved some of these reviews. Justin T said, literally the best movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> <Yes>, life. Justin. <laughs> One of the most important and influential movies. I saw it when I was seven and now I go to Harvard. <laughs> yes, Justin. Yes. <laughs> so if you watch Brink, you also will go to Harvard. Yes, That's watch what I Brink. Got out of that. <laughs> uh, Sean G said, a work of art, American classic, perforating. Well, wow. Inca- Perfectly yeah. encapsulating the risky naivety, naivety, <laughs> naivete, naivete I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> of being a young and wow, this is a lot of bad grammar of being young and in the dark underworld of inline skating. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he's right. What dangers. The dark underworld. It's so dark. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And Caleb E., he kind of agreed with us. He said, you don't want to be paid to skate. I thought that was the end goal, to make a living doing what you love. Telling young children that you should never be paid to do what you love is a great message. But why can't we have both? I mean, there are a lot of people who make a living doing what they love. Yeah, that was kind of, yeah, our one criticism. Yep. Is that that message was a little uh, confusing, Yeah. the way they did it. <laughs> but overall, most people seem to really love this one. God, it's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, Luke and I were talking about it, what, last night? That you and I were going to watch it. And Luke yeah. is his brother. Yeah, and just, we both were gushing. And we ha- both had watched it within the last two years. <laughs> It's just it's just as good as we remember, if not better, which is so great because I remember the first time I went back to this as an adult being like, I don't know, like, is it going to be bad? Which happened a lot with DCOMs, but not this one. It is excellent. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny because when we watched it before, um, you were like, oh, it still holds up. It still holds up. You were you were still gushing about oh, it this yeah. first time I watched it. Yeah, so. it's just it's so nostalgic. Um, all right, what do you what do you rank it? What's your rating? Oh well, let's see. You lucky dog, I rated it as a nine. Yeah, you did. And now I'm like, you wow, did. this I do like this one a little bit. But your lucky dog was pretty good. So hmm. I think I gave that an eight. What are you doing? I think I gave, yeah, you lucky dog an eight. Yeah, you yeah. did. You well, did. Yeah, I stand by that. So what do you think? Oh, it's like a, this is probably a 9.5 for me. Oh, if, 9.5. If not a 10. Like, <laughs> I'll have to think about it, and it'll be on our little Excel sheet with our rankings and ratings. But this is it for me. <laughs> like, when I watch Disney Channel original movies, this is literally what I want to see. And what, what just, I don't know how to put it, like, rolls my blades. <laughs> So it's all downhill after this. Oh, man, it is. It's so (laughs) darn good. And it's so funny and fun. Now, 
There are some more serious DCOMs coming up, and I don't know that I'll be able to compare these so fairly because I just had so much fun watching these. Right. And those true. serious ones, now that I'm an adult, maybe I can like actually swallow the color of friendship without <laughs> just being like, I don't want to be preached at. <laughs> that was the kind of kid I was. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being like, I know racism's bad. Click. <laughs> Wow, Jake. <laughs> I know. I was such a sensitive child about that issue. Not at all, apparently. <laughs> I had a lot to learn. Um, uh, I think that I might give it... I'm going to give it a nine, and I might bring uh, Lucky Dog down, but I loved Lucky Dog. Yeah, you or did. You, Lucky Dog. You were so, laughing really hard at that movie. So, I don't know. You, Lucky Dog, to me, was, like, funnier. But this one was, like... It was like very fun. Yeah. This one was fun. The other one was funny. So I'd agree. There wasn't as much like comedy. There really wasn't a lot of comedy in this. No, it was, like hardly any. It was just a fun movie. And uh-huh. gosh, everybody involved with this movie, uh, great job, honestly. Yeah. Like this could have been a theatrical release with a little more money, I felt like. Psh, it could have been a theatrical release as is. I just think with a little more money, yeah, they could have done a little more. And, um, yeah, popped it out and it would have been great. It would have been right up there with like, I don't know, all those other kid movies I saw that I want look back and I'm like, that wasn't terrible. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give it a nine. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Brink. I feel like I've given two nines and then the other one I did a six. So I feel like I'm ranking pretty high, but we'll get to some more all and right. I'll, I'll be able to change what I, what I really want. All right. So. Well, now we got to do a little preview of the next one. What is the next one? Because I, I didn't come prepared this time. I'm going to pull it up. All right, we got Halloween Town. <laughs> okay, Halloween Town is not as good, but it is. It, I've seen it more. But I feel like Halloween Town, I actually knew it existed, whereas Brink, I didn't know it existed. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. As someone looking in from the outside, I think it's probably because Halloween Town just comes around every year. There's four of them. True. Also, and that. they yeah they played it every year. Whereas, like I said in the beginning, Brink just they they hit it for some reason. Why did they let High School Musical overshadow it? It's this is darn shame. Well, because it's how old by then. It's still a darn shame. Okay, <laughs> this is this is it for me. I don't yeah. know how you top this. I'm a big High School Musical fan, so uh, and we'll I see. We'll not. see. I wasn't then, and I might be now though. Like I'm, op- I'm trying to be open minded. You know, all right, trying we'll to be open minded. So, <laughs> all right, see you on the next one, Halloween Town. <laughs>